You want the best for your family. Hawaii Pacific Health has the expertise you and your kiki need. Enjoy convenient, high-quality, coordinated care. To learn more, visit hawaiipacifichealth.org. Aloha and welcome to the Kiki Council Podcast. I'm Lacey Denise with Hawaii News Now. And joining me is Dr. Shaylin Chop from Hawaii Pacific Health, our medical consultant on the Kiki Council. We'll be covering each topic from the Kiki Council to really help parents and guardians continue the conversation with their Kiki. The Kiki Council, How to Be a Superhero Podcast starts right now. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me back, Lacey. Yeah, of course, doctor. The first question, bullying and mental health are big topics right now. In your practice, what have you noticed? You know, unfortunately, bullying has been a problem, but it's been a problem before now. So it's sort of something that's been historical and it unfortunately continues to still be a problem. And now we have cyberbullying. So our teenagers are actually dealing with that. Um, so we're still in this bullying place and I wish that we could be out of it, but we're not. Yeah, same. Well, let's start from the basics. Let's really break it down. What exactly is bullying? Okay, so bullying is an unwanted aggressive behavior, right? And its intention is to cause harm. Its intention is to make somebody feel upset, scared, or just, you know, feeling yucky. It really involves... Um, a, it could be a real or a perceived balance of empower. So what I mean by that is somebody could feel like, you know, they're being overpowered, even though others around them might not. So it's actually a subjective thing for that person. But at the same time, the intention of the other person is to make that other person feel not good. There are different forms of bullying, right? There's verbal, kind of like the things that we can think of and know, like name calling, um, you know, taunting, threatening, and then there's social types of bullying, which could just even be exclusion from, you know, being a part of a group. It could also mean spreading rumors and trying to harm someone's reputation, or even just like embarrassing somebody in public. And then there's physical. So things that we all can think of hitting, kicking, spitting, tripping, you know, somebody breaking things and then cyberbullying. But I'm not going to go into cyberbullying today because we're talking about our younger Kiki and that could seriously be a whole another podcast. So I'm going to just leave that there. No worries. No worries. Now, let's say if a Kiki comes home and tells their parents that they are being bullied, what should they do if their Kiki tells them about this? Okay. So first things first, you have to figure out you know, where you stand. Because when a kid comes home and tells you this as a parent, you're going to probably immediately feel reactive. You're going to feel angry that somebody is treating your child that way. You might feel sad or hurt for your own kid. So kind of just really getting that mama bear, papa bear instinct in check and making sure that when you are going to listen to your kid and ask questions, that you're not overreacting and you're just, you know, listening and reassuring and supporting them, right? And then praising them for coming to you and talking to you because it might be hard for your kid to tell you these things. So once you got yourself in check, become the Lacey, channel your inner Lacey, become that reporter. <laughs> Try to be, right? Try to be as neutral as you can be. You're trying to get the facts. You're trying to figure out who, you're trying to figure out what, you're trying to figure out when. You're trying to just get the information so that you can get a detailed picture as a parent um, to figure out what happened. And 
even if your child tells you these things and in your mind, you're thinking, oh, that doesn't really sound like bullying. Um, you want to really validate your kids' feelings and say, you know, that does sound bad, you know, and kind of just listening and acknowledging that, that that's how your child is feeling, even if you may not necessarily agree that it was bullying. So doctor, what are some of the signs that parents can look out for to see if their child is being bullied? Well, there's some of the physical signs, right? If they should come home and they have bumps or bruises, if they come home and they're missing, you know, things or items, torn clothes, some of those very obvious physical things. And then there's that emotional component that you also want to look for. Um, you know, you've asked all the questions, you've clarified that you understand that what is going on is real. Um, things that you want to look for is kids might appear a little bit more anxious. So our younger keiki might bring up a lot of body complaints like stomach ache. They might try to stay home from school. So they might play sick. Um, they, you know, they might tell you kind of just things that are sort of out of the ordinary for them or sort of try to play up symptoms that you're like, well, I'm not really sure if you have a stomach ache, but you know, asking questions like otherwise they're fine. But when it's time to leave for school, they start sort of being in that way. Um, and then some of the, some of our older kids, you would might be able to see some true signs of anxiety. And that actually could look like them being restless or looking like they're feeling on edge. Um, sometimes they're more easily fatigued or tired. They might com complain of having difficulty concentrating or being withdrawn, kind of not wanting to be out with the family or doing the things that they usually do. And then like irritability. So just the simplest things causing them to become irritable and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Um, other things would be sleep problems or if they're complaining to you about muscle tension. So these are all like common symptoms that we see when kids are actually, you know, dealing with anxiety because bullying can cause kids to sometimes become, you know, anxious to the point where it's actually affecting their grades and their performances in school and different activities. Now, okay, how's about the opposite? Are there signs that my keiki might be the bully or that they're bullying others? Okay, first thing. So as a parent, no one ever wants to think or hear this, right? You always think my keiki is the best kid ever. My keiki would never do these types of things. So if you are actually wondering it as a parent, I really want to commend you for being honest with yourself and considering that this might be something that is going on, despite it being super, super difficult to admit that, oh my gosh, my kid is possibly intentionally doing these things to others. Um, and realizing your kid is not a bad kid. I really don't believe that a bully is a kid who's bad to the bones, you know? Oftentimes kids who bully, it's might be a sign that something else is going on. Is there something stressful that's going on for them is, is, are they struggling with anxiety? Are they sad or depressed, right? Are they having problems regulating their own emotions where they then go and take it out on others? So, you know, kids have a hard time sometimes in just kind of being able to figure out kind of what's going on for them. And sometimes they, they do, they take it out on others. So figuring things out for you as a family, I think would be huge. Like, are there things that you can think of within the setting where you put your child, like is, has somebody recently passed? Has 
has there been something that your family is struggling with that your child is kind of seeing and being an active part of? Um, because bullying does actually involve power, right? Because a, a bully is basically using power against other people. And so it might be that your child is trying to find a space or something that they can control and have power over because maybe they're not feeling powerful in other places in their life. Um, I would say, talk to your kid, you know, figure out what's going on, try to see if there's other things that you can help kind of smooth over. Um, and if you are thinking that maybe your child is doing these things to other kids, maybe reaching out to the other parent, you know, if you heard something specific and say, you know, hey, I wanted to talk with you about this, what can I do as a parent and, you know, how is your keiki doing and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so I would say reach out to your kid and then talk to others if you know specifically that this has been going on. But again, I commend you, mama, if you're, or papa, if you're really thinking this about your kid, because it's a hard one to think, you know, it's hard. So open communication is a really good thing to do. Definitely. Always, always, always. It takes a team to keep you and your family healthy. Hawaii Pacific Health draws on the expertise of hundreds of physicians at more than 70 locations throughout Hawaii. To learn more, visit hawaiipacifichealth.org. Well, so I know that for me, I was bullied as a little kid and there are different tactics that I work to kind of work through it. Some work, some just didn't. What tactics would you recommend and at what age should parents even start to teach Kiki about these things? Yeah, so actually there are a few things that we can do to help our Kiki. And hopefully some of these things can actually help to prevent, you know, being bullying, being bullied, excuse me. So there actually are some studies that start talking about kids as early as nine months being able to kind of grasp some of these concepts. I'll be honest, I'm not too keen on the nine month thing, but that's what the studies say. Nine months. Um, I really, yeah, nine months, right? Wow. Um, those are some genius babies. But anyway. <laughs> I think that really around two or three years old is where when um, Keiki really start to understand relationships because they're starting to have peer relationships, right? They might be going to daycare or they might be seeing other kids kind of, you know, if they're not in daycare around the house or in the community. Um, but you can start as early as that, two or three years old. Um, the big thing first is to start with what it means to be a friend right? Asking your little two or three-year-old, what does it mean to have a friend, right? Because everybody likes to have friends. Um, you'll notice that little kids will say something like, oh, she's my friend because she likes to play Sparkle Princess. Mm -hmm. Or a little boy will say, oh, well, we both like to play Legos, right? So kind of just elaborating more on that. And you can tell a little kid, well, yeah, friends share toys and they share smiles and they share time together. Right. Um, you can explain to them that a friend is someone that that you work together with. You guys explore things together and you have fun together and grow. For So for little kids, it's just kind of really getting them to understand that concept of friend. Right. And a lot of it is around sharing and toys and that sort of thing. And then as they start to be a little bit older, middle school kids, that's when they start sharing feelings. Right. Um, talking to their friends before they go home and sometimes even leaving parents out already, even at middle school. So reminding middle schoolers like, yeah, you know what, asking your middle school kid, you know, hey, what, what do you think a friend is? Tell me, you know, to you, what is a good friend? 
Um, and then high schoolers, they that, that goes even deeper, right? They start talking about romantic relationships sometimes, or sometimes they're just like getting opinions, like, oh, what do you think of my hair? Like, do you think my, you know, outfit is cool or whatever it is? Um, but just really making sure that you're taking know what a good friend is. And then here's the hard part for us. We're their first and foremost teachers, right? In their lives is so our kids are watching us and you want to also model what a good friend is. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be, have a friend over. Yeah. You don't want to like have a friend over and then the friend leave. And then you turn to your partner and you just start talking bad about that person. Mm -hmm. Right. Your kids are watching. So really just set a good example of what it is for you to be a friend so that your kids can see it's, you know, and, and they have to remember that friendships go both ways, right? You get something out of the friendship and you also give something out of the friendship. And I think middle schoolers and high schoolers, that's a really important concept because you also don't want to be the friend that's not, you know, getting anything positive out of it. Cause that does happen sometimes. Yeah. That's a really good one. Reminding them that friendships are really two-way streets. Um, what are some other things we can teach them to protect themselves? Yeah, so it starts as, as simple but difficult as teaching them some assertiveness skills. So, you know, to be assertive means like standing up for ourselves and others. So as early as three years old, you can start teaching kind of what that means with regards to body language. You can explain to them about eye contact, right? Like you want to make sure that you're looking in their eyes when you're talking to them. Um, you can play like a si silly game with regards to like facial expressions. Like show me, make show, uh, why don't you show mommy or show daddy you making a calm face? Okay, show me a happy face. Show me a brave face. <laughs> show me a sad face, you know, show me a strong face. Um, and then helping them to figure out how to switch from one face to the other. And that's going to be important later because if they are being bullied, you know, um, you don't, you want them to try to put on their brave face or put on their strong face. Um, and then other things like posture, right? I can remember hearing my mom saying, you know, put your shoulders back, keep your back straight, head up, right? But those are all really things to actually show assertiveness. Like we're not trying to dominate. We're just trying to be assertive. So yeah, holding your back up keeping your head high. And even when you're walking around, walking more briskly or with intention versus just kind of like meandering around and looking around. Um, you can get your little kid to practice the walk, right? Like show me your strong walks, show me a silly walk. So even in the concept of play, kind of practicing these things, I think are gonna be really important. Um, and then the words, right? Teaching them that there are assertive words. So if somebody is doing something to you that you don't like, you need to get them to say, stop calling me that, or I don't like it when, whatever it is. Um, and then with regards to the words, you can even start teaching your child to be assertive in other ways really young by even getting them to order their own food at a store or a restaurant. Oh, that's a good like, one. Yeah, I think parents don't realize that, right? Like we do everything for them right? Like when you go to a restaurant and you like look at the menu and you kind of know what your kid wants or your kid tells you um, in my house and the fridge yeah. in order for them. Yes, <laughs> totally. To yeah, totally. In, in our family, if you don't tell somebody like, might it be a waitress or might it be the person scooping the ice cream? 
if you don't tell the auntie or the uncle what you want to eat, you're not going to eat. So even my little four-year-old, little bit mousy voice, can I please have the purple ice cream in a pointy cone? You know, but you start there, right? Starting them to feel confident and comfortable saying what their needs are and what their wants are. So very simple and basic step. Um, and then part of the assertiveness to, or in addition to the assertiveness, I should say, when it specifically comes to bullying is teaching them the right way to react. Now, I know that sounds kind of like, wait, what? I'm supposed to teach them how to react? A little bit. So a little bit of sort of like, you know, encouragement and coaching around that. So if we think back, right, I had said bullies really have a need for power and control, right? So when a child is in their bullying mode, in that moment, that child is actually truly lacking self-control. They're lacking empathy and they're not really being very sensitive, right? Um, so the best thing to do is, and it's hard, is telling your kid, try not to make them let you, like don't let the bully make you feel mad or sad, right? I know it's hard, but reminding them that the bully is trying to take your power away. And when you show them that you're sad by crying or you know getting angry back, they've actually won and they, that they've taken the power from you. Um, you can remind them if it makes you feel sad, right in that moment, don't give them your tears. Don't let that bully win. Don't give them your tears. You can come home and cry all you want and mommy will hug you and hold you and do whatever we need to do. And you can tell me all the sad things in the day, but try your best not to let that bully take that from you. Um, because my guess is if, they, if the bully doesn't get that from that child, they're probably gonna move on and be like, well, I didn't get the response I wanted, mm -hmm. right? I, did, I wasn't able to get the power. Um, and then for older kids, they can start trying to use humor even like if they can make a joke about it, even if it hurts inside in that moment, if you can make a joke and walk away um, or even just doing the whatever and walking away. Yeah. So those are really good things to teach your kid with regards to reacting to Keiki, um, to Keiki who are, being, are bullying them. You know, you had mentioned that when a child is in bully mode, the bully lacks empathy. So how do we raise Keiki to be empathetic and to really be kind and compassionate? Yes, this is huge. Um, so first empathy. So empathy is understanding or knowing, but not necessarily you know, sharing the feelings of what another person is feeling or thinking, right? So empathy is I understand and I know versus sympathy would be, I'm sharing the same feelings as you. So we're kind of like coming from the same, we're both in that pain or we're both in that sort of struggle versus empathy is I can think and know where that person is, but I'm not necessarily in that same space. It's kind of a complicated concept, but you know, we're all adults. And so I'm trying to explain it to you guys just so you can kind of get the difference. Cause I think a lot of people mix it up. So in order to teach empathy, you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say but I'm gonna say it anyway, okay, so wait for it. <laughs> it starts with your actions as a parent, right? Like, They're watching you. They are totally watching you. Um, so you gotta set a good example. Um, and the ways you can do that initially is if you, you know, be kind to others, right? Help others. 
And just by you modeling these behaviors, they'll see it and they'll just think that that's kind of a, that's how you behave in the world. Um, and then specific things you could do is actually asking your kids and playing games around it again is, you know, if you saw some type of situation, like if you saw somebody push um, another child, how do you think that child who got pushed felt? And if they're not able to understand that, then just say, how would you feel if somebody pushed you for no reason, right? And then they would say, I would feel sad. Or another good thing is um, if they have siblings, how would you feel if somebody came and pushed your little sister, right? And kind of getting them to think about what that means and then saying, yeah, yeah. And saying, yeah, that's why we don't push or that's why we don't hit and that's why we're kind. Um, and then other good things is when you, it's the idea of like catch them being good. So when you see your child doing something that is kind and showing empathy, really pointing it out. So you, you, know, you can say, I really liked how you checked in and helped your brother when he was feeling sad. That was really kind of you, right? And using the word kind. Yeah, catch them being right? good. Yeah, it's totally a thing. It's a, it's a thing. You got it. Because we're so used to like, we expect them to be good mm-hmm. and we don't say anything. But when they're naughty, we're like, oh, da, 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 right? So the idea of catch them being good and then commenting on it, like positive reinforcement for Kiki is huge. And so that's the same thing with, with teaching them empathy, right? Is like, you know, oh, he fell down and I saw that you ran over there and checked on him. That was so kind of you. Thank you so much for caring for him in that way. You know, just really pointing it out. And then even if you see it in your community, like say you guys are at the park and another child falls and another kid goes over, you can say, wow, look at that little boy. He walked over to that girl and helped her get up. Or, you know, she was crying because her doll fell on the ground and look, he picked it up for her and look, now she's feeling better. You know, what do you think about that? So really just using things in your world to point it out. And then whenever your kid is doing it, just really praise them for it. You know, you had mentioned that when a child is in bully mode, the bully lacks empathy. So how do we raise Keiki to be empathetic and to really be kind and compassionate? Yes, this is huge. Um, So first empathy. So empathy is understanding or knowing, but not necessarily, you know, sharing the feelings of what another person is feeling or thinking, right? So empathy is I understand and I know versus sympathy would be I'm sharing the same feelings as you. So we're kind of like coming from the same, we're both in that pain or we're both in that sort of struggle versus empathy is I can think and know where that person is, but I'm not necessarily in that same space. It's kind of a complicated concept, but you know, we're all adults. And so I'm trying to explain it to you guys just so you can kind of get the difference. Cause I think a lot of people mix it up. So in order to teach empathy, you're not going to like what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. So wait for it. <laughs> it starts with your actions as a parent, right? Like- They're watching you. They are totally watching you. Um, so you got to set a good example. Um, and the ways you can do that initially is if you, you know, be kind to others, right? Help others. And just by you modeling these behaviors, they'll see it. And they'll just think that that's kind of, a, that's how you behave in the world. 
Um, and then specific things you can do is actually asking your kids and playing games around it again is, you know, if you saw some type of situation, like if you saw somebody push um, another child, how do you think that child who got pushed felt? And if they're not able to understand that, then just say, how would you feel if somebody pushed you for no reason, right? And then they would say, I would feel sad. Or another good thing is um, if they have siblings, how would you feel if somebody came and pushed your little sister, right? And kind of getting them to think about what that means and then saying, yeah, yeah. And saying, yeah, that's why we don't push or that's why we don't hit and that's why we're kind. Um, and then other good things is when you, it's the idea of like catch them being good. So when you see your child doing something that is kind and showing empathy, really pointing it out. So you, you, know, you can say, I really liked how you checked in and helped your brother when he was feeling sad. That was really kind of you, right? And using the word kind. Yeah, catch them being right? good. Yeah, it's totally a thing. It's a, it's a thing. You got it. Because we're so used to like, we expect them to be good mm -hmm. and we don't say anything. But when they're naughty, we're like, oh, da, 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 right? So the idea of catch them being good and then commenting on it, like positive reinforcement for Kiki is huge. And so that's the same thing with, with teaching them empathy, right? It's like, you know, oh, he fell down and I saw that you ran over there and checked on him. That was so kind of you. Thank you so much for caring for him in that way. You know, just really pointing it out. And then even if you see it in your community, like say you guys are at the park and another child falls and another kid goes over, you can say, wow, look at that little boy. He walked over to that girl and helped her get up. Or, you know, she was crying because her doll fell on the ground and look, he picked it up for her and look, now she's feeling better. You know, what do you think about that? So really just using things in your world to point it out. And then whenever your kid is doing it, just really praise them for it. Yeah. So you had brought up some really good points about how to teach them to be compassionate and to be kind, such as, you know, leading by example as a parent. Is that something that you could also use to teach your keiki um, how to advocate for themselves and others too? Yes, definitely. Um, you really want your child to be an upstander rather than a passive bystander. So you're probably like, what the heck is an upstander? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of made it up, but sort of not really, but I don't think it's in the dictionary, but anyway. So an upstander would be somebody who actually stands up when they feel that others are being mistreated or even that when they feel they are being mistreated, right? Rather, rather than being that passive bystander. Um, I think a really good thing is to use examples again of if somebody did that to you and another person was watching and just walked away, how would you feel, right? Um, would you want them to help you? Do you think you would want help? And likely they would say yes. And then you could say, well, could you be that person to help? Um, and then kind of like I said earlier, using a sibling, because I've noticed that is sometimes, you know, even as adults, like you can't imagine yourself in that situation, or you might just say like, oh, that would be okay. But oh, don't you do that to my sister, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes utilizing a family member or, and if they don't have siblings, even what would, how would you feel if somebody pushed your grandma and she fell down, right? Would you let them go ahead and just push your grandma? Or would you say, hey, don't push my grandma? Mm -hmm. 
So I think those are all good ways to kind of show them, you know, what they can do to kind of advocate, um, being that example and pointing it out and then asking questions. Um, you, they have to also see you doing those types of things, right? Is advocating for yourself um, and reminding them like, what is the right thing to do? And how, what does it mean to be Pono, right? Right, being Pono, very, very important. So let's say if your keiki just, you know, they aren't able to really advocate for themselves, how would you as a parent advocate for your keiki if you think they're being bullied? Okay, so we went over the become and channel your inner lacy, right? The whole yeah. find it out, who, what, when, where, right? So once that happens, I would say, you probably will need to talk to teachers at the school or talk to other parents um, if you hear that it's a, you know, a specific situation. Um, you want to reach out to the school and the teachers and you want to try to see if they will allow you to have that conversation with your child present for some of the time or all of the time, kind of whatever you guys are comfortable with. But you really want to advocate that my Keiki and I are going to come in and we want to talk about this or this is what's going on. Your child might feel a little bit worried or scared about saying things. Um, so just encouraging them, right? Like, you know, we want this to change. So sometimes when we, when we need things to change, we have to talk to other people to help us. Um, but by you having your child there and doing this in front of your child, it, show, it shows your Keiki two things, two huge things. One, you as a parent, you always have their back. Like, I'm here for you. I'm going to catch you when you fall. I'm going to help you when you need help. That's huge. And then the second thing is helping them to use their voice, right? So you're, in, you're reinforcing the idea of advocating for themselves because you want them to share their story or their experience. The interesting thing is, you know, studies show that the strongest predictor of less bullying is not actually changing the bully but it's actually addressing the school and the community's culture around bullying. So that's why that component of like talking to the teacher and the school is huge. You also want the school to be informed that this is going on so that they can kind of help. Um, you also wanna know what their policies are. Like what is the school's policy on bullying, right? And if this doesn't happen on school playground and this happens say at a park or something to that nature, then you, might need to gently talk to the other parent. Now I say gently, be calm, you know, tuck that inner mama, papa bear away. Don't just come raging and roaring. Um, you wanna really be cautious of your tone and try not to be accusatory, but rather maybe walk up to the family and say, hey, you know, um, my, I noticed this or my Kiki told me that. I was wondering, you know, if you had some suggestions as to what is the best way for my keiki to communicate or what can we do so this doesn't happen um, kind of approaching it in that way because you're actually just telling them this is what's going on and they can hear what's going on and then they as a parent can then hopefully make the corrections for themselves and their kids but you didn't like attack and go on the like you know claws no claws. yeah tuck the claws in <laughs> Okay, doctor, you brought up some really great points for both our Keiki and also parents to really navigate through bullying. Do you have three action items for parents or guardians on addressing the topic of bullying? Yes. So always keep the lines of communication open. Um, that's the overarching thing. But the first thing you wanna do is really teach empathy and compassion by example. 
catch them being good, praise them when you see it happening and point out things that you notice around you. Um, second, I would say help your child to learn to be assertive, right? Role playing and starting with the simple things, ordering meals, ordering their ice cream, right? Asking for things that they need in public spaces. Um, and then the third is just reminding your child that they should never expect to be mistreated. You know, giving, gi they need to give respect to others and others need to give respect back to them. Um, because I think sometimes Keiki kind of get lost in the, I always have to do what somebody else says and it might get confused to them. So just really reminding them that you should never be mistreated and, and it's never okay. So you always need to let me know. Those are the big things. Thank you so much. Those are very great tips for navigating through a very difficult topic of bullying. Um, you can watch episodes of the Keiki Council. You can find it at hawaiinewsnow.com or on demand on Amazon Fire, Roku, or Apple TV. I'm Lacey Denise with Hawaii News Now.